we'd like to take a moment to tell you about our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Now, let's get to the show. What's the best way to reduce? Eat plenty or starve yourself? 30 pounds in just 18 weeks, Jenny Craig totally worked. I love to eat, but overeating made it impossible to lose weight. My body wants bread and I'm going to give my body what it wants. Oh my God. <laughs> so I Naturally. Medical studies prove that overeating is the number one reason for weight gain. If you need to lose weight, you Welcome to Fat Camp, a podcast that throws a comedy eye over our societal obsession of diets. Now, a little disclaimer, we are not health experts, but we are fad diet connoisseurs. I'm your host, comedian Grace Mulvey. And I'm your co-host, Connor Dowling. Welcome to Fat Camp. Right, welcome back. Connor from our little I feel like it's been like a we've been on I don't know what's it called like leave like stress leave from <laughs> bad camp we need a time to rest and recuperate we definitely need a time I I after the last season which was so much fun but like after I was like I need to stop talking about my childhood trauma <laughs> of eating and, and fat diets for like particularly over Christmas so I can enjoy my um, indulgent Christmas but uh, yeah welcome back to season two are you excited I'm very excited to be back on the show with you Grace this episode anyway is about the motivation weight loss clinic um this one I have been putting off talking about <laughs> as long as I possibly could but I just had to I was like when we were talking about what we talked about this season I was like okay I'm gonna have to actually talk about motivation but I'm not gonna lie it, it, even when I was researching it last night I was like this is this is tough this is gonna be a tough one and I'm so excited to hear about this because I've never heard about this before of all of the experience I've had with fad diets and diet culture I think you put motivation down on our list of episode ideas a while ago. And I was like, that just sounded like a generic kind of like term that people would use. I didn't realize there was a whole, I guess, industry or movement behind it. I'm so excited to hear about your uh, torment with it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited for you to deep go into the deep well of your emotion. Tell me about how horrible it was. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here to listen Uh, and enjoy. Yeah. It's like, she knows how it's like a Saturday where it's like bright outside and I'm like, no, let's relive the worst yeah. parts of my life. Um, okay, yeah. So the Motivation Weight Loss Clinic um, actually is, I didn't realise this, but it's an Irish only at the moment. Oh, Jesus and Bagara. I know. Aren't, isn't it great that we, we can come up with our own diet culture crap in our own country? <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I will say this because I'm going to go into it. Obviously, right, this is my experience of the Motivation Weight Loss Clinic. You know what I mean? I can't. Sure. I, the reason I the reason I kind of want to preempt that is because I really have didn't have a great experience. So okay. I don't want to be like, you know, I don't want it to be too one sided. Like we we have the obviously the idea of like, listen, diet culture is bullshit. Most diets don't work, if not all diets don't work. But, you know, I have to be fair and say, like, I'm sure there's people out there who had It might nice be working for some people. Yeah, exactly. But sure. it just, uh, this is what happened for me. But just a little bit of background, right? So what motivation does that's kind of different? It was invented. Sorry, I just had to, there's a lot of. Uh, it was invented oh. by Thomas Edison. <laughs> Before he made the light bulb, he invented Motivation <laughs> Clinic in Ireland. I just have to say, Thomas Edison was amazing. Now, listen, some people say it was your man Tesla, but I think it was Thomas Edison. <laughs> and do you know what else about Edison? Bro was cut. He was lean. He was shredded. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, he hadn't invented a good enough camera to get those pecs on oh, film. But listen, if only. if only. But okay, so the man behind the program is, and I'm going to butcher this name. It, I think he's French-Canadian, but um, Dr. Maurice Lacroix. Um, when I tried to look up some information on Dr. Lloris Macleod, 
it's his bio was sort of vague I'm gonna say at best um he like it's just you know like there's not like it sounds like he obviously is a legitimate doctor and everything like that I'm just saying that it was like well it was like I couldn't get very finite details about his training but basically it said he's an internationally recognized physician which I'd love to know what internationally recognized means that like worldwide people can recognize him <laughs> and go I think you're a man he's a doctor right um Okay, so he's an internationally recognized physician. His research and treatment of obesity has not only been the catalyst for developing the unique Motivate Weight Management Program, but also has been influential in the global communities of those combating the obesity epidemic. Um, he's the author of 13 books and a regular public speaker in arenas of television and radio. Sounds so legit to me. Too legit to quit. Um so he apparently has been like a has been developed the revolutionary thinking by focusing on an individual's mental weight. I will go into the mental weight part mental of weight, motivation. Okay. I'm oh interested. yeah, this is very interesting, right? So um, it's the mental weight essentially is a comprehensive questionnaire about a person's habits, attitudes, and emotions when it comes to food. Um, and it's in the motivation weight loss clinic. I'll go into it later, but it's analyzed by the clinic consultant. Like so. If you're in it, you'd have to complete this questionnaire. I think about once a month, I remember having okay. to do it. Yeah. So we'll go into it anyway. But it was based, the actual like motivation weight loss clinic was based off his medical kind of research. But when I dug deeper, how the actual motivation management clinic started and the fact that the reason why it's only in Ireland was it was started by a businessman called Paul Connolly. So he, I think like, Basically, before he started Motivation Weight Loss Clinic, he ha- he and his father, who was a doctor, dis- um, decided to open up a weight loss clinic in Ireland. Um, it was successful at first. I think it was in Cork and Limerick. Um, but basically, it, I think it was kind of like weight loss tablets, from what I could tell. Okay. Um, and basically, like there was questions around the effectiveness of the weight loss clinics that they were running. Um, Connolly himself says that while the treatment was generally successful initially, many people would regain weight once they stopped going to the clinics and taking weight loss medication. So he kind of says, like, listen, medication at the time was getting a bad name in press and the results were poor. So that's kind of why that closed down. But then he was looking for another venture, this Paul Connolly man. And he went and heard Dr. Maurice Leclerc talk and do one of his big public speaking um, seminars. And he was talking... Dr. Maurice Leclerc was talking about uh, people focusing on their mental weight rather than their physical weight and not just on medication and all that. And he really liked this whole approach. And that's where the Motivation Weight Management Clinic started. It now has over two dozen locations in the country. This is from an article in 2017. So I'm uh, imagining it's around the how many, same. Sorry, how many? Uh, how many? About clinics? two dozen, they said. Two dozen, in, wow, okay. In Ireland. There could so be only one Ireland. very near you right now as you're listening to this. Yeah. You could be sitting in one right Your now. Your house <laughs> not could knowing. be a motivational <laughs> clinic. So just just you be could, mindful of that. Yeah, you could be like, you could just wake up one morning and go, this isn't my bed. This is a motivation weight loss clinic that I'm that I'm waking up in. Um, so basically the way the company, the way like motivation works is they don't just focus on like what you're eating, but why you're eating it and all about the emotions. Okay. So they're really, really going in on kind of like the emotional and mental part of uh, eating, which by the way, can only be, you know, I think that it's a sounds good, positive like, so far. Exactly. That sounds positive so far. How could this possibly go wrong? <laughs> and then the cage comes down. No. Um, <laughs> I'm in. Grace, so, where can I actually sign up for this as a matter of interest? <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is an ad. Okay. You, please, by the way, if you decide to stop listening to the podcast right now, <laughs> yeah. this is Season an two, ad we've decided to promote diets. <laughs> I love that, like, we've just totally changed tack and actually yeah. we're, like, mad into diet culture. Um, <laughs> so, basically, the company offers one-to-one meetings with consultants. So, you're not doing the whole thing of, like, the Weight Watcher group thing. That's gone. You are going to meet one-to-one with a person. And it's about an hour long. These sessions are an hour long. So, like, they can be really quite personal and, like, you're going to go in-depth to what you did the okay. week before. Um. All of this is a quote from Paul Connolly, and I want people to remember this when I start talking about my own experience of it. All of our consultants are trained in cognitive behavioral behavioral therapy. They give out weekly handouts and do exercises that will help with self-image and motivation, Connolly says. Okay. So for example, for a visualization exercise, they could picture themselves at their ideal weight at work or at a daughter's wedding. So that's the kind of like what mm. they are kind of like going for. Sure. 
Okay. So anyway, that's how it Even if you don't have a daughter, they're just like, you have to picture that. <laughs> imagine a daughter. Imagine you have a daughter. And then imagine you at your okay. ideal weight. So she's a daughter. <laughs> Does she have a weight problem as well? Has she been on a diet before the wedding? <laughs> imagine you, your daughter at her ideal weight. What you imagine her ideal okay. weight is. And then you at your ideal weight at her wedding with her groom. If she doesn't have a, a husband yet, imagine him at his ideal weight. <laughs> And then their priest at their ideal weight married them both together at their ideal weight. Already, this Is sounds like confusing? a lot of work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> I, Connor, I don't, if you want to get your ideal weight, I don't understand why you won't do this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the way I, I imagine COVID ending. Just imagine myself at my ideal weight at my ideal time that COVID will ID the end, which is right <laughs> now. Um, basically, that's kind of the whole, the, the science behind the motivation weight loss clinic is, um, essentially kind of like it works because it helps you understand both the physical and psychological and emotional reasons why you're overeating and gives you the tools that you need to tackle them both okay so say goodbye to counting calories and denying yourself the things you love and say hello to a whole new voyage of discovery hello so hello um dr lacru himself says trying to lose weight by dieting is like taking an aspirin for a toothache you will only get short-term results as, as it's just treating the symptoms to be long, to be successful long term, you need to change the way you think about food. Otherwise, you're going to be going around in circles. OK, now here is one of the facts. Once again, before I go into it, um, motivation states that 82 percent of motivation's clients weight loss was maintained for more than four years. This is a phenomenal success rate compared to conventional diets, which have a maximum of five percent maintaining weight loss after just one year. The clinical study was published in just one medical journal, from what I can tell, which is the Journal of uh, Bariatric Medicine. That's what they're referencing. So the only reason I, I mentioned that is because, like, you know, we were saying in last season in a previous episode, it's really hard to get any diet programs to release any stats oh, of long term weight loss or people having to return yes. from weight gain. Um, so the fact that this was on their website, I remember the first time I ever signed up, I saw 82%. I went, that's it. I'm one of those 82%. Can't wait. Let's go. But like when this was the first time I was looking at it critically and going, oh, that's one study. Like I, I'm kind of going to need even more information than just one study, which by the way, one study. And if you watch any, um, John Oliver did a great one. Oh, yeah. Uh, studies, studies have shown. They could like studies could be like 10 people. Mm -hmm. they could have and they could even do two people and go 82% which could be one and a half people maintaining their weight after four and, years and <laughs> do you know what I mean they're often industry funded they're often or, you know yes. an, an industry will fund 10 you know st studies yeah. and they'll pick the one that respond corresponds to their yeah. beliefs and what they're selling exactly the one that they can put on the packet so anyway that is the whole thing behind uh, motivation now one thing I noticed when I was stating there you know when he said like dieting is like putting asp like treating using aspirin to treat a toothache it's not going to solve the problem the thing is that actually motivation like is a really restrictive diet so i just want to say that outright it is actually an incredibly restrictive diet now they are adding in the other aspects of your mm -hmm. mental weight and like everything like that but when i'm just going to show you very quickly what it is what's involved okay if you're starting out in motivation which i was right Oh, Connor, I actually, it's, I'm sweating thinking of how much this cost me and I'm, I'm devastated to have to say Don't this. Don't worry, I'm it's, here for you. <laughs> it's a 20-week program with weekly one-to-one -one sessions with a mentor. A tailored, low-calorie, high-protein, low-carb, low-fat diet and advice on changing eating habits. Cost start. Now, the website said this, but I remember it being higher. Starting at 560 euro for 20 weeks. Oh. I remember paying 640 euro. Oh my so goodness. I think, okay. A possible further 600 euro for supplements and diet aids. A possible how much? 600. Now, I don't know where that number comes from because basically that depends on what you're willing to buy, but I'll go into it. Extra protein bars, liquid protein drinks costing around 30 euro a week. That was about 32 euro for me. Motivational books and CDs costing 25 to 35 euro each. Okay. But so, you get weekly handouts as well, don't you? <laughs> they print the paper. You don't have to pay for that paper. The weekly handouts. Well, that's, actually, that's where the money goes. That's where the money goes. <laughs> listen, listen. And I do remember I got a pen off them at one point. So in a way, I got the money back. You, you know what I mean? made a profit. Stationary oh, like in a way, Connor, this is my apology podcast to motivation <laughs> because they're out of money because I took that pen. Um, right. So 
obviously it is an incredibly expensive um weight loss diet okay and like as much as that that's why that quote from dr lecre um saying that dieting is you know not as it's the fact that he was like basically that dieting doesn't solve anything this is an incredibly restrictive diet mm. okay so i'm going to go into the three options that you have right essentially when you start right there's three options you can do the basic diet the boost diet or the accelerator diet okay from uh, this is kind of i went for the boost which is the middle one right but okay. basically the basic diet you'd lose about two to four pounds a month. The boost diet, you'd lose eight to 10 pounds per month. The accelerator diet, you'd, use, you'd lose 15 to 17 pounds per month. That's for 20 incredible. weeks? For 20 weeks. So, this- <laughs> so you're, you're supposed to lose 17 pounds a month for, tw- or, uh, for 20 weeks? So what is that, like so 100 pounds or something? That's like, wait, no, that's 20 weeks. Um, what let's oh god that's my math five months yeah. isn't it so like right. basically I, my math is gone here but 17 yeah. five folks it's it's an Olsen twin it's 85 of, of it's, 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 yeah, yeah, that's yeah. 85 pounds yeah yeah okay so <laughs> I'm in <laughs> they also they also their big selling point is that you'd lose like a stone in six weeks or a stone in a month that's sure. kind of like the, on their you know all their at least at, you'll at least get that at out least, of us at least um, the actual diet itself, like what they promise you, right, is that you eat five to six times a day. So they're big into the small portions, you know, over a day. Um, you'll no longer have cravings. I'm going to say that's bullshit. Um, you enjoy tasty and nutritionally balanced food. Um, <laughs> they're playing fast and loose with the word tasty there. Never feel hungry or deprived. <laughs> I'm just laughing because like I would describe that time in my life as sponsored by hunger and deprivation um you lose an average of one stone in four to six weeks you have more energy lower cholesterol lose fat not muscle right so okay so here's here's my story when it comes to it what basically is it is a very low carb diet very high protein okay so on say the basic plan you might have three carbs a day what three carbs are is like a slice of toast a small potato and maybe like, and I mean like maybe like a, a thumb, a thumb of rice. That's <laughs> what I'm going to describe. A thumb, what? the size of my thumb. It's like a half a piece of, of like, sushi. <laughs> like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, don't splurge, Connor. Half a piece of sushi. Whoa. Like, you know, like, what? what is a Christmas? Um, So that would be like your basic plan. And, but on the boost plan, on the plan I was on, you'd have two carbs a day. Oh, okay. Right. But you'd have like two protein substances substitutes a day as well you basically have like six portions of protein over the day the two protein substitutes are basically motivation bars or like crisps and stuff okay the these packets right cost 16 euro per packet so like for seven bars it's 16 euro so obviously if i was having two a day i'd have to buy two packets every week week. so i'd buy i'd pay 32 euro every week oh my god to get my protein substitute, And it's not okay? even real food. It's some processed, oh, yeah, dodgy absolutely. snake oil stuff. Like, Yeah, absolutely. Um, But like as well, because my taste would change so much over this time, by the way, these were like crack cocaine. Sure. Like, I, was, sure. I was like licking packets to try and get the like little whatever. Gotta get all that protein out. Gotta get all that protein. That's good, sweet protein. I basically... <laughs> um, but... Basically, my day would look like, uh, all I'm going to say is, right, you have, you have vegetables, you are only allowed, I think, three portions of fruit. And once again, a portion of fruit might be like a small apple or a medium apple, a small banana, like a banana to me a was like, of oh banana. my God, a thumb of banana, <laughs> um, a toenail of banana. Like that's a pinky toe of reason. watermelon. <laughs> yeah. An earlobe of blueberries. <laughs> but... So you'd have about, I think maybe three portions of fruit. I'm trying to go by memory here. Three portions of fruit. You'd have about six portions of protein over the day. And one portion of protein would be like 30 grams of chicken. And I mean plain chicken, right? Oh, yeah. Toast would be a carb. You wouldn't be allowed butter. I think you mm. get two portions of dairy. And that had to be like a natural yogurt, a low, you know, fat-free natural oh, yeah. yogurt. Or like cottage cheese oh god cottage cheese oh cottage anyway. uh, don't get me started on these diets <laughs> that say oh, have as much have as, um, as much cottage cheese as you want and you're like okay sure <laughs> it's like the most disgusting thing 
And you know when you're like you're desperately into diet culture when you start looking up cottage cheese recipes oh, to try stop. and to try and sweeten cottage cheese. Yeah, get that cottage cheese into something. your porridge for an extra hit of protein. Oh yeah, or they're like put blueberries in your cottage cheese and oh, it's like a dessert, scumbags. and you're like, how dare you? Um, twisted, twisted. Okay, so anyway, um, and what? Yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of the basis. As you can imagine, it's just essentially wow. no alcohol, absolutely no alcohol. Vegetables you can have as much as you want, except, and this was something that I found very interesting about motivation. They had a restricted vegetable list. Wait a minute, let me guess. Carrots? I think carrots were on it. I remember this so clearly that I, that I, now I laugh about it. On the non-restricted vegetable list, you could have green peppers or red peppers. No problem. You can have as many as you want today. On the restricted vegetable list was yellow peppers. Yeah. You could only have one a day. And I remember thinking like, <laughs> like, I never questioned why, but fucking why? Grace, don't be <laughs> splurging on yellow peppers. That's gross. Like, Listen, you'll find me like in an alleyway beside a skip fucking non on that yellow pepper <laughs> on oh my, my cheat day. Yeah, it was, it was very, that's what I mean about it being very restrictive. It and wasn't confusing. Like, very confusing. I think around by the end, right? And I was on the boost. So I was on the medium one. On the accelerator one, from what I could tell, you didn't have any carbs. And you had three pa- protein substitutes a day. So you, you had to buy three packets of the motivation stuff. Right? Are you an emotional eater? Do you eat when you're sad and anxious? Or eat when you're happy and want to celebrate? Do you eat when you need comfort, as the world is a flaming mass of destruction and despair? If emotional eating is the problem, we say, ditch your emotions so you can ditch those pounds. That's why we created the Robot Diet. Have you ever seen a robot and thought, man, that robot is lean? That's because robots don't have emotions. They don't feel sadness or joy. They just exist. So we say, let's just exist like robots. See food the way a robot does. Food is fuel. It just keeps your mechanical body moving. It's not meant to be tasted or savoured or enjoyed with your loved ones. It's just fuel that you guzzle down your stupid little non-robot body. And what do you do when you feel those emotions coming back up? Suppress them. Your parents did. And look how happy they are. Don't feel. Don't taste. Just exist. The Robot Diet. So, okay, just to show you a few things, right? Just to kind of give you a bit of background of why I got into it. I got into it around 2012, 2013, okay? Obviously, this is a comedy podcast. You're not going to get too, too serious. (laughs) Hilarious. My life was falling apart. What, oh. Grace, whatever you say, I'm going to laugh. So just oh, good, thanks good. for setting okay. us up for that. No, no, let's go I, back. I had a death, I had death in the family and, um, you know, it was a very big death. I'm very close to my cousin. Um, I won't go into that, but this, I obviously, you know, it was, it was just afterwards. And, you know, listen, grief is a very odd thing. But actually yeah. one thing people kind of don't talk about is if you're in a lot of pain, whether it's grieving or you might be going through a breakup or something really bad it's a lot of people do find dieting then and Mm. have some of their greatest results in dieting and the reason i think that this is true is because dieting is really restrictive it's tough it's no fun it takes up all of your focus and that's what you want when you don't want to deal with something big in your life okay so when my when i was like this was a horrible shock in my life i kind of just didn't want to deal with it And I was like, do you know what I'm going to do now? I'm going to fix my weight. That weight thing that Mm. actually I wasn't an unhealthy person. I was just a a big person. Um, But I was like, do you know what? I'm going to fix this now because if I fix this, I feel better. You know, if you're a thin person, you're in our minds, of course. You're successful. Everything's great. You've got no worries. So I thought if I could just fix this, everything will be fine. There's also there's also a sort of guilt, you know, being a, a bigger person you know, quote unquote unhealthy, that you're kind of yeah. wasting your um, 
your health, your chance yes. at life, you know. So there is that guilt that when when someone passes away, like a friend in the, or yes. in the family, there's this kind of thing of, oh, I'm not going to waste my chance of health and life, you know, because they... You're, you're so right. You're so right. I saw myself, like, I, you know, what's so funny when I look back now is I was living my life to the full, particularly when my cousin's life, spending time with them. It yeah. just, you know what I mean? Like, uh, enjoying my, my life. I've been, just been out of college. But I saw it afterwards as me going, I'm wasting my life because yeah. I'm a big person. And I'm not like, you know, in one of those special K ads running down a beach in a red bikini eating yeah. 30 grams of cereal. So I, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to go fixate on this for a while. So basically I went into motivation. So that was kind of obviously the headspace I was in going into motivation. Motivation was really offering something that before wasn't being offered by other dieting, which was tailoring like literally focusing in on you I was going to have one-to-one sessions with a person who apparently was um trained in cognitive behavioral therapy for a person who's you know in CBT that's a, that's a great CBT <laughs> that's how that's how they started every and session and they gave you a chest bump CBT <laughs> and I had one of those foam fingers yeah. CBT and your face CBT. painted <laughs> Exactly. So I, yeah, I just um, have CBT written on my chest. I'd like rip my shirt off as I went in. <laughs> so basically I was going in. One thing that they did in motivation, bar just the diet, as I said, is the questionnaire. So first of all, mm. they get your mental health. So Connor, yesterday when I was kind of doing more research on it to kind of j- rejig my memory, because obviously it's been a long time. They, I went onto the website and they, they give you the mental weight questionnaire. Before you come in, they're like, do you want to know your rental weight before you come in? Mm. So I was like, yes. So they actually never sent me the results, which I'm devo. But here are some of the questions, right? So the mental health, mental weight, basically, is motivation had a idea that you have a mental weight in your head, which is blocking you from your physical weight. As okay. in, like, you could be a person who sees yourself as, like, 11 stone, when mm. actually you might be 16 stone. Or you could be a person who is, like... 16 stone and see yourself as 24 stone yes so their their way of thinking was basically from what i can tell that's kind of like body dysmorphia it's like your mental weight is very different from your physical weight and then that controls your behavior that will lead you to overeat to match that mental weight or it will lead you to not exercise to match that weight and vice versa or you're yeah or you're not being like you're not seeing yourself in reality so you could be a bigger person and think you're eating like a smaller person that's kind of like Mm. what their Mm. whole thing was I remember at the time, I won't say what weight I was at the time, but like, um, yeah. I remember at the time my way, the way I saw myself was four stone heavier than what I was. Okay. I remember that very clearly. As in, so as like, in four stone heavier than your actual physical weight in yeah, real life? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they were saying like, you actually see yourself much bigger. Yes. And and I would agree with that. Like I, I have, I was definitely, I don't think I am now, but I, I definitely suffered from really badly from body dysmorphia around that time. Yeah. Um, but here are some of the questions that they, they ask you, because I just find that this so funny. So it's like, I have unhealthy habits slash lifestyle. And then it's like, yes, definitely, quite often, rarely, never. So those are like the, you know, answers. One was, I regularly quit diets if I haven't followed them properly. Yes, that's me, quite often, re- rarely, never. Um, another one was, um, I get cravings in the late afternoon or evening. Yes, that's me sometimes. Rarely, never. So those are the kind of questions that they ask you, Mm -hmm. you know, to get a full range. If you're actually in motivation, you have to do this once a month, right? Okay. They go really in depth. And so I see, I see that you have like five questions here. Is the actual questionnaire much longer kind of thing? Is this just a sample of what you've shown me here? the one that's on, on there is the one that they give you on the website. So I, the only other place I know who do this are Scientology. I know. Where, yeah. um, <laughs> where you can answer a shorter questionnaire on their website and they'll give you like a rough estimate. But if you come in, they're going to do the full one on you. So that's kind of like, I'm not saying motivation and Scientology are similar, but that's the only other place that I know do the, it. The answers but, um, also remind me of that new film that just came out, Never Rarely, Sometimes Always. Have you, have you seen that? <laughs> Oh, but I feel like that's the name of the film of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Never, rarely, sometimes, always. <laughs> well, it's it's a very powerful uh, film, a uh, kind of about like you know teen pregnancy and abortion. Oh wow! And, uh, you know, like there's there's this very powerful scene where someone's asked a questionnaire with those kind of multiple choice answers, and right. it's, it's crazy powerful. It's a 
beautiful, amazing film. But just when I saw this, I was like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, never, rarely, quite often. Yes, definitely. As in never, rarely, sometimes, always. So I think that's really interesting. That would be a great name for an autobiography, just saying, if anyone is writing one. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so when you're in motivation, that questionnaire is much longer. And sure. it goes into things like, have you purged in the last week? Mm. Have you binged eaten the last week? Like, so they really ask you questions about, have you felt suicidal? And the, you know, like there's a yeah. lot of okay, like yeah. really, really in-depth questions. So not only are you doing right, these one-to-one sessions, you're doing the diet, which is quite restrictive. You're doing the questionnaire. You also listen to tapes and you do homework. So the tapes are by our Dr. Michael Lecru talking. Maurice? I always remember like his voice will be stuck in my head because he's like good morning I am Dr. Maurice Leclerc he sounds like a lovely man but basically he'd have all these stories of like previous patients who've lost weight or haven't lost weight and what was their problem and all this sort of stuff so you'd listen to those tapes and then you'd have to do homework where you'd be like I was feeling like this today and I ate this today and this made me feel like this so there was a lot of like interactive stuff so when I was doing it right I'm going to tell you a few stories. One was, I lost a ton of weight, Connor. Wow. I lost... A metric force, ton. A metric ton. <laughs> I lost a truck of weight. I didn't even I know I had it. it. It was all from the mind. It was all from my so mental. Imagine I was like, I didn't lose one physical pain, but mentally lost four stone. <laughs> so um, I lost four stone wow. in eight months. In eight eight months. months. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just shy of four stone. So four stone for any American listeners, that's that is um 14 by four. I think that's 28, uh, 56 pounds. Yeah. Correct. In, um in about four months. So when you say yeah. oh oh sorry, so did you not say eight months? Eight months, sorry. Eight, eight months. months, okay, yeah, but so, so it does yeah. But, that's but, about but seven it's a twenty week it's a twenty week thing. Did you add yeah. on stuff to it or did you just continue at it afterwards? So, so I did the first 20 weeks and then I paid for another like 10 weeks and then you can pay for more 10 weeks and stuff like that. Wow. So 10 weeks would be like 300 and something. So I paid 640 for the first initial plus every week 32 euro and then paid for another like 10 weeks after that. So you lost four stone uh, or yeah. 56 pounds in eight months. Yeah. That's incredible. Like, I mean, that's kind of, you know, uh, in it, to anyone kind of listening, we might be like, oh, well, it sounds like it worked or it sounds like uh, yeah. the system works. But, mm-hmm. you know, chances are, um, I, like from what you've said before that, that could have been like eight months of like misery if you were eating like these like dodgy protein bars. And yeah, tell us about it. So, so basically, yeah, it was it was. But I was like a military about it. This is the okay. thing, you know, when people are like, God, that's amazing. It's a bit like when you watch The Biggest Loser and there's these people who are in a camp mm. and they lose like a hundred pounds. And these ca- That's because all you're doing is this. Mm. When I say I barely saw friends, I didn't go out because yeah. I didn't drink alcohol. I didn't go out. Now, obviously, some people do go out and don't drink alcohol. That's fine. I started training for the marathon. I did. When I say I was, I was obsessed with losing weight. Like I, it's all I did. It's all I talked about. I remember very distinctly waking up on Saturday mornings, going to the gym, coming home and just praying the weekend would end because all I had was time ahead of me. Time that was filled with boredom and hunger, Mm -hmm. like waiting for the next meal and knowing that like there's nothing to enjoy. Now, because I was basically trying to ignore grieving, this actually was the, for me, the great distraction. So, I it, I was doing really well in it and everything like that. Obviously, what happens with any diet, you start to do well in it um, and then you start to hit a bump in the road. Christmas came. So oh. Christmas came and I was very nervous. Like anything that was of enjoyment that was coming my way, say it was like a friend's birthday or something, I would get really anxious because I'd be like, oh God, I'm going to have to go out and I'm going to have to go out and like, this. I might have a drink or I might... What if like I have to eat a meal that's not on the plan? Like I would freak out. I wouldn't like I would go out and be like, can I get plain chicken? One potato. How do you cook the potato? How do you cook the plain chicken? Do you use oil? Like when I say I was like so militant about it, there was no joy in it. And that's why I lost the weight so quickly, obviously. Um, what age were you in this uh, time period? 24, 25. Wow. So okay. also a time where a lot of people would be out totally partying enjoying themselves 
I really was like really just kind of trying to be away from my friends because I was like until I am thin I don't want to see people and ironically you know we're talking about how you know when you experience this kind of grief or and you start to look at like I'm going to take control of my life and my health and like really like you know make the most of it ironically you're kind of doing the opposite because you're locking yourself away you're avoiding life you know you're avoiding the social uh the social events you're avoiding your friends you're avoiding meals you're avoiding holidays uh, or even oh, yeah. if you're experiencing them and, you know, gritting your teeth and going to that meal or, you know, yeah. experiencing Christmas, you're still anxious throughout the whole thing because you're like, how much damage is this doing to my uh, journey? Basically, life gets in the way of your diet. Mm. That's how you look. Yeah. At it. You're like, this life thing is actually getting in the way of me losing weight. So yeah. I don't want to experience it. <laughs> so Christmas came anyway and I... Didn't eat any chocolate. I tried to, you know, limit my drinking. Obviously, what happens when you lose a lot of weight, people don't talk about your metabolism, your metabolism slows down to a grinding halt. Now, any place will tell you they'll boost your metabolism. If you lose weight and it's like it's just a side effect, your metabolism is going to slow down. So I got over Christmas. I I ate a lot of like, say, peanut butter with things like try, try and, you know, put a bit of taste into it, like unwind and enjoy myself. I put on six pounds over Christmas, right? I wow. by the way like I'm I'm not talking this is just my I just want to let you know because yeah. like at the time that was so devastating to me now it's like whatever but and like, this is still you yeah. being very um careful and trying to be careful like yeah. less but also because of the restrictiveness of yeah. the diet mm-hmm. it was like being anytime you did anything it was like being let out of a cage it was actually like right. you were seeing the sunlight for the first yeah. time yeah. you would just be like oh my god give me food give me anything so anyway I went back and I remember I I had this consultant that I go into every week and really admired her. Once again, don't really know what her background was. Don't really know what she was trained in. Um, but I she told me I put on six pounds. I sat there and I was so devastated. And I kept being like, that can't be true. Please don't tell me that's true. Like, I felt so disgusting. And I was like, how can how can I have done this? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm awful. Like, I'm an awful person. And she just went... And I, by the way, this, I really admired this woman. Like, you know, I liked her yeah. on a really personal, but she just said, okay, well, just book it up. You put on six pence. Just get on with it. And I was like, okay, I understand which, where she was coming from. But like, I just don't think she understood really that she, it was almost like she was giving me a death sentence when she told me I put on six pence. And this is kind of where it's just, I stopped seeing eye to eye with motivation a bit. Before that, I was like, a, I was like a devout apostle of motivation. When this kind of led me down a track of putting on those six pounds where I then got even more in the mindset of like, I cannot fail. I can't go off track. I can never let this happen again. Then I got really, really like started even, I took away another carb from it because I was like, let's just go with one carb. I don't need two carbs a day. Oh, you went rogue. I went rogue. My exercise, by the way, at the time was insane. I would cycle to and from work, 40 minute cycle each way. And I would go to the gym or an exercise class four or five times a week. So I was exercising as well as that training for the marathon. I was exercising a lot. I told motivation all of this. Around this time as well, any time around the weekend, I started to find it really difficult to stay on the restrictive diet because, you know, it's the weekend and you have yeah. to. I started binging and purging. That, that happened. Oh. Okay. I once again in the questionnaires started telling them this. Like I would put in, wow. yeah, I have done this. Yeah. It was never really brought up. It was just a weird one when I was like, I'm giving you this information. It's not really being brought up. And I'm talking to apparently a person who's trained in cognitive behavioral therapy. CBT. 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 And, um, and but just, just and to, was, yeah. just to uh, check something for a second. Had you been binging and purging before going to them or is it something that was um, in your past that you hadn't been doing and now it was resurfacing or is it something that came about purely during this process? I, when I was a teenager, I did it a few times, okay. um, but not really. It wouldn't have been something that actually is, would be, have been something that was like, you know, <laughs> historically I was always doing. Sure. Um, but yeah, like there was times when I was a teenager where once or twice I would have done it, you know what I mean? Okay. But it really, not that it became really bad. It was just that because I was so restrictive that any time I was let out, I just felt I had to because I was so afraid of like putting on the six pounds that I put on over Christmas when I slightly enjoyed myself. You know what I mean? Which unfortunately a lot of people don't tell dieters is that actually because you're on this really restrictive diet, 
the moment you come off it, you're just going to put on a bit of weight. Like, that's just how it's yeah. going to work. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. By the way, they have these special. I didn't really talk about this. They have these special weighing scales. So not, motivation are great in this sense of when you're on the weighing scales, they they measure your muscle. Okay. As well as yeah. your fat. So they will tell you, oh, listen, you actually weigh this, but really you only have this much fat loss. Mm-hmm. The rest is muscle. And sometimes you gain weight and they go, oh, that was actually you gained a pound of muscle. So, sure. you know what I mean? They'd be, you know, and they do things that a lot of places do where I remember when I lost 18 pounds, they gave me an 18 pound fat suit to put on me. Oh, no. So I could feel what it was yeah. like. Yeah. Right. So anyway, all of this is happening. I when you say fat American. suit, I'm just picturing like one of those Eddie Murphy kind of fat suits, <laughs> but it was probably more like sandbags or something, was it? Like, like it was, it was like almost like a pregnancy bump thing. Do you know what I mean? Imagine they gave me the like Eddie a sumo, Murphy. a sumo suit. Yeah. I'd love if they gave me like we have a nutty professor suit in the back. Do you want that? And we want you to like... walk down Grafton Street to remind yourself of what it feels like, and to see you with your arms sticking out. <laughs> um yeah so they did that um and so there was stuff like that you know in between all of this like as it was going on yeah so around this time as well I also was doing the marathon so I found an old email thread so this is how stuck by the way in the diet mind frame and with motivation that even during this marathon training and marathon I was really afraid of ever putting on weight so I think it was two weeks before the marathon. I was obviously like, listen, when it comes to marathon running, you kind of need to up your carb. You kind of need to up your calorie intake. Mm-hmm. How am I going to do this without gaining weight? So I went to my consultant. She said, you know what? We have a guy here who's really good with this sort of stuff. You know, he's doing the marathon. So he'll send you an email. So obviously I'm not going to, by the way, name names or anything like that. But I just want to see the advice. Stephen. I back. <laughs> Stephen Steelberg. Because <laughs> <laughs> he stole your money. So I just thought this was so interesting. Now looking back with obviously my eyes going, this is kind of mad advice for someone who's doing the bloody marathon. But anyway, so he said, you know, your you should your client should be training less this week and she'll have to watch her calorie intake. Basically, okay. she'll need to cut out foods containing saturated fat and empty calories. Um and he said, like, you know, things like brown rice, pasta, lean fish, porridge is fine. But then he said, preparation is everything. So she'll need to think about what she has at the finishing line so that she doesn't destroy all the good work she has done. Okay. I had a client who finished a big race and ate sweets at the end and she fell off the wagon for a full week because of it. Right. How dare she? So how dare she? Then how dare she with that said, one Harry bow? <laughs> Then she had two Harry Bows and fell off the wagon. And it just exponentially grew. By the end but of the week, is... it was 10. <laughs> she now is a Harry Bow. Um, so the, the next line I just thought was so interesting. So she said, he said a lot of things like avoiding biscuits and cereals. Veg from the free list where possible, like broccoli or cauliflower. On the restricted list, carrots and parsnips in moderation. Mm. Fruit should also be limited. The safe bet is a banana before the run 30 minutes or so. And I just thought, I just was reading back in it. And I was like, I was doing the fucking marathon. Like, How long is a marathon, by the way? 26.2 miles. That's like. <laughs> and, and they're like, if you don't want to destroy the good work you did the week before, you'll have to think about what you eat afterwards. Like there was something where I was like, looking back on it and it's not that like listen this is what they think is the right advice but I was like I think actually the right advice is going listen you're doing the marathon like obviously like listen it's good to have certain foods beforehand if you want to do a decent run but afterwards go and, go and have a pint if you want it or go have a nice bag of chips because you did something amazing and you deserve to celebrate but, if it's with food or if it's whatever way you want to do it with but you know also I mean? also how about the question is a marathon even right for someone in your position? Yeah. As you're on this intense weight, yeah. weight loss journey, maybe, you know, doing something as extreme as that 
at this particular point in your journey isn't right for you. And yeah. as your like, you know, a uh, consultant, I might say, you know what, just stick to your three gym sessions a week or whatever it is. Yeah. And we'll look at the marathon or, or start with a half marathon or whatever. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay, look, of course you're doing this 26 mile run. Uh, eat a banana and don't make a pick <laughs> of yourself with carrots and parsnips at the end. I mean, like, listen, we've all been there where you're going through a breakup. You're sitting there with your bag of carrots and parsnips and you're going to town. We've Bridget all Jones done style. it. Bridget Jones. Bridget Jones style. They don't call it the carrot and parsnip. <laughs> <laughs> the carrot and parsnip free for, free for all, for nothing. So listen, looking back on that, I was like, because I was like, maybe I'm being a bit tough on them. Do you know yourself? Like, mm. You're like, maybe I'm being a bit tough on them. But when I think back, I'm like, actually, no, if you're going to promise that these people are trained as cognitive behavioral therapists and I like looking back at my poor 24, 25 year old self, I can quickly diagnose there's something wrong here. You know what I mean? They were also, can I say, using the BMI, um, you know, body Still, mass index, yeah. right? So by their standards, I had lost my four stone by the end. I had another stone to go. Okay. God. One more stone to go. So. At this point, by the way, like a lot of people in my life when I was telling them this were like, I don't know where you can lose a stone here. Do you know what I mean? As in like, I don't, can't really see how you'd lose another stone. Like at this point, I was essentially a lot of muscle because I was like working out so much. Um, But so the last stone is really where my, my, it, it, it messed with my head. Oh God, I got worse. I got to the stage, I got to the stage right where. I couldn't lose another pound. Okay. Yeah. And also as a quick note, this is when my period stopped happening. Um, I'm just going to say FYI, I wasn't having any sexual relations and it wasn't the immaculate conception. I just wasn't getting it anymore. So it stopped coming for a few, good few months. This happens to a lot of women who lose weight rapidly. Okay. Um, and why, I didn't, do, you, do you know like the science of why does that happen? Is it a hormonal thing or is your body holding on to... It's stress. I, a lot of, a lot of women, and it is, I'd say it's a hormonal thing. You're messing with your body. Mm. You are losing, when people are like, lose a stone in a week, I'm like, you are messing with your body. Your body is a fantastic, beautiful thing. Why would you go, oh, it's got to transform in a week. Like be fair to it. Whatever you want to do with your body, it's going to take time. It took you time to learn how to walk. Why would we suddenly be like, oh, babies should be able to go do a sprint the moment they get out of the womb. No, we go, oh, it takes time for your body to change. To be fair, babies are pretty chubby. So like they could (laughs) do with a marathon. Motivation, your mental baby weight is gross. You can't even talk. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like we allow it's so funny how we allow in a way like say with babies and children we go oh they need time to grow like Mm. this is part of their growing process yeah when our own bodies were like we should be able to change this quickly because we're disgusting but anyway so my period stopped coming I was I remember St. Patrick's Day it's so funny that we're recording this actually a week before St. Patrick's Day and I remember St. Patrick's Day was really bad the week it was like the week before the weekend of St. Patrick's Day and I was in with her and I just was really, it was, I think, the, another week I had lost, I hadn't lost any weight. I have, was stagnant. It was just weeks of being like, maybe losing a pound, putting up a pound, staying the same. Couldn't, it's just, I couldn't get past it. It wasn't happening. And I was being the most diligent at this time. I was cycling. I was exercising, going to gym. I was, you know, running everything I could do. And I was restricting my food as far as I could. And I remember, I remember in all fairness to my consultant at this point, she went, okay, do you know what? She's like, what are you doing for St. Patrick's Day this weekend? And I said, no, like my friends are going out, but I just don't know if I should. I think I should just stay in yeah, or else I might want to drink or eat, you know? And she was like, maybe I think you should go out and just forget about this for the weekend. Just go out and enjoy Paddy's Day. Now don't go crazy, but just go out and enjoy Paddy's Day. And I was like, okay. Oh, okay. All right. And I went out and like had some, I was out at a friend's house and had a drink or two and had some fried food. And I suddenly felt like my stomach was in such pain. And my stomach was in such pain and so bloated because suddenly I was introducing some fried food and mm. alcohol to my body, which yeah. hadn't been in my body. Mm. I looked actually like I was pregnant. My, my, my stomach ballooned out. Wow. And I was really uncomfortable. I couldn't. And you know what was so weird? I couldn't be normal with my friends. I just couldn't talk to them properly. I was really like in my head. I was just really like, 
oh, like I shouldn't have eaten this or, oh, this is going to take me weeks now. And I'm never going to get to my goal. And I just felt, I felt huge. I felt like I was twice the size of my physical body. I couldn't, and I couldn't see, my friends were reacting to me like, oh, you've lost so much weight and stuff. And I was like, I don't think I've lost any weight. Like I would say in my, I couldn't see the weight loss. I could not see what they were talking about because also, and this is something, my body type is I have a stomach, I have a belly. Like that's just the shape of my body. Sure. Um, always has been, always will. So even at my leanest, thinnest, yeah. I still had a belly. And so I was like, I'm not thin because I have a belly. Because whenever I saw these before and after photos that were all over the internet, women always had really, they were in bikinis, they had really, you know, taunt stomachs. And that's just not my body type. But I didn't understand that at the time. And I thought, oh, that means I'm still fat and I have to lose the weight. Anyway, long story short, after this kind of disastrous St. Patrick's Day, I was still very much in my head. Anyway, I got, I got a few more weeks of being very strict to myself. I went to motivation and I had put up a pound. Okay. And this was the, really the boiling point. I then sat there and I was so upset. I was so devastated. And the consultant went, listen, let's just go through what you're eating every day. Now, it was pathetic what I was eating every day, like pathetic. But the one thing I was breaking away from motivation was instead of just having a plain yogurt in the morning, I was having a fat-free raspberry yogurt because I loved the taste of raspberry. Mm -hmm. And she said, ah, here we are now. This is the problem. Yeah. And she was like, I think we're going to have to get rid of that yogurt. And I cried. <laughs> I actually was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. please don't make me. Yeah. Please don't make me get rid of my yogurt. It's mm -hmm. the only thing I enjoy in the morning. It is the only thing I enjoy all day. And she said, but listen, I she said something right. Like she wasn't as blunt as this. She said like, like, you know, do you want to lo lose the weight or what half? Like you're going to, and you know, when I look back now, I'm like, you're fucking telling me there's a girl in front of you, a 25-year-old girl crying, who's lost a ton of weight, isn't getting her periods anymore, is telling you that at times she she binges because she can't handle how restrictive diet is. And you're telling me the yogurt is a problem and you're a cognitive behavioral therapist. Like then I was like, this is nuts. So I went home. I didn't go to work for three days. I genuinely was really, really upset. I, I couldn't. And my mom was like, she didn't know what to do with me. My mom was, um, I was at home. My mom was like, like where, where do I bring you because I just couldn't be consoled so she brought me to a doctor now I'm telling you this because I actually found this to be a very <laughs> eye-opening moment and great moment for me I went to a doctor at my um GP and my GP sat me down and was like okay so tell me what happened and I told him like I'd lost four stone it's been about eight months and he went, okay. And I said about the periods and he was like, are you pregnant? I was like, no, not possible unless I'm, you know, Virgin Mary reincarnated. Could and be. And then, um, could be, um, turned out I wasn't. <laughs> but he went, okay. And he knows my family and everything, right? He goes, okay, listen, you are never going to be a thin person. Wow. He just said that. He was like, you are not designed to be a thin person. And he was like, I'm saying this. I think you look great. He's like, you've always looked great. You're a he very healthy girl. You will not have a flat stomach. You are not meant to be a very thin person. That is not the way your biology is. He was like, look at like my, your dad. Look at like some other people in your family. And by the way, like I varies of all different shapes and sizes. Like I'm not saying that, but it was just like, he was like, the way you are designed. He's like, you are a very healthy person. He's like, you're just not going to be a thin person. And that was, although very hard to hear, yeah. and by the way, can I just say, I still went on to diet for many years to come yeah. and also went back to motivation, hands up. But that moment has led me to now where I go, oh yeah, like I am not, I was fighting my body. I was with every day fighting my body to do something that it was not designed to do. I am not Kate Moss. Kate Moss, couldn't try and look like me and I am not going to look like Kmos in terms of our body types. That's just not the way it is. And that's okay. And that's okay. But it took, and he actually, my, my doctor said, they are trying, they will tell you that you can and that's just not possible. Like, as much as I'm like, I'm not saying motivation might have worked for some people. And by the way, like for those other parts of it that I thought were really good, the emotional, you know, like all that sort of stuff. But I was very upset with the program thinking, you guys saw that I, if you are going to, if you are going to tap into the emotional and psychological part of dieting, 
you also then have to take a bit of account to see that this might a patient seems to be kind of coming into disordered eating here you know what I mean like as in like they seem to be taking a step too far it might be time to intervene and go you need to maybe take a step back from this do you know what I mean like I'm you know if you're going to go into that part of the dieting say that other diet programs don't do you also then have to take a bit of responsibility for it as well um but it was such an eye-opening moment for me when my doctor said that such an eye-opening moment grace i actually uh i'd like to respond to a couple of things you've said there and okay i do i need to take a bit of a breath because like i have to say like you know you're my friend and it was quite emotional like hearing a lot of that and i'm sure a lot of people listening will um feel the same way um it's it's very very difficult to hear what you were kind of put through and um but at the same time i'm just also very overcome with like pride over like you know how far you've come and you know how good your headspace is around your journey at the you know in in recent years and i just i absolutely just want to like applaud you so much for that (laughs) you know if you you were here i'd give you a hug you know i'm not just saying that like it's just because personally though i didn't go through that exact kind of experience at all and so much was personal to you there are so many things throughout that that I know as as a person who had you know weight struggles over the years and food Mm. struggles relate to so much of what you said and so will I think a lot of the people who who, um we've heard today and I think it's just so important to hear your side of the story you know because we just so often hear I tried this diet I tried this regime I wasted a lot of money and you know it's my fault I couldn't stick to it and shame on me And, you know, I think the thing that weirdly sticks out to me the most is the fucking raspberry yogurt story. It's just that kind of is a bit of a dagger in the heart because, you know, what I see there is a quote unquote health expert, whatever their feckin degree says or certification says, they're fostering an eating disorder. They're fostering a food obsession. You know, the fact that you, like you said, you're in tears in front of this person. And they are taking away the one sad <laughs> yeah. little yeah. enjoyment you have left in life. Uh, you're, you're in your 20s, you know, you're a young yeah. woman. You shouldn't be worrying about these sort of things. But look, this is the fucking society and diet culture we're in. So, um, yeah, like fair play. And I knew I knew that some of the points of that, like you told me before about how you lost your period through excessive dieting. You told yeah. me before about your the doctor like giving you that kind of tough love that you know at first yeah. was difficult to take but in recent years has kind of you've kind of went actually you know what that was probably the fucking best thing you know someone yeah. could have said to me it was just <laughs> yeah, hard, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. probably very hard to take uh, <laughs> yeah. but I, I didn't realize that was all kind of in the package of this motivational thing that I had yeah. kind of never really heard of before so you know fair play for sharing that it's not easy to share that sort of thing and yeah, I'm just so glad that you you're kind of on the other side of that now. And hopefully someone who hears your story will be able to identify those red flags in their own experience yeah. and what's happening around them. And they'll be able to go, actually, you know what? I don't need to fucking torture myself like that. I'm going to have the yogurt. <laughs> I'm going to go out yeah, with my yeah, friends, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, and yeah. um, maybe being a fitness Instagram type model with the abs and the flat stomach and all isn't in my future, but that's OK. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And thanks, Connor, for saying that. That's so choice. <laughs> um, no, do you know what? Like, as as I said before, like it is there's certain episodes that we've discussed that we're like, you're kind of putting them off because you're like, oh, this sure. is. And it's also because it's hard to make parts of it funny when you're like, no, this I'm going to go into a part that's going to be not funny for 10 minutes. I mean, that was all um, hilarious to me as well. But <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, the raspberry no. yogurt punchline was amazing. Oh, amazing. Um, but yeah, it is. It's, do you know what? And it, it's I, I know that's why like I you know I as well you know we try to be fair to you know I've had friends who've had certain successes on diets and stuff like that sure that's why but I have to say that like overall as we said overall this diet culture thing is just so negative and insidious and I think that when it came to motivation I also was coming in from a grief standpoint like I had yeah. come in from in a very emotional time 
And I think it's because this was a highly personalized one where you had a consultant. They knew a lot about you. So it wasn't like I was coming into a group where it was like I was showing up once a week and sort of like doing my way in and mm. like being like, oh, like I made a moose out of a fucking avocado and my drink, my tears. But like, you know what I mean? In this, I was very like open about the fact of what I was experiencing. And, and that's the fact that this still happened. This basically this eating disorder came about and you know, from what I could, like, when I look back, I'm like, as much as I, I take responsibility as well, you know, but like, they also bear a bit of a brunt of responsibility of this. Like, I was a young woman there and I was telling them stuff and like, none of the red flags were, they were like, kind of pointing out and going like, okay, we're going to need to take a step back here or you're going to need to go get help somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're, as much as, they're if you're going to say that. They're unprepared for exactly. the reality of it. If someone comes to yep. them and says, look, I used to be super fit and healthy. And then in later years, through whatever life reasons I put on yep. weight and I want to get back to that, they will probably be able to help those people get back to their, you know, yeah. their peak yeah. kind of physical weight. But if you're coming and going, I've got, you know, like, um, signs of possible eating disorders i've got mental health problems and uh, this whole thing is causing like food obsessions and basically yeah. eating disorders they're gonna just gonna be like oh uh well just stick to the plan and you'll be fine and also like you know i i you know obviously if you want to go to lose weight we don't we don't judge anyone who wants to do what they want to do but like you know as much as it's packaged, it's also the fact that it still is a restrictive diet. Like, you know, as they're going to deal with like great yeah. stuff, but at the end of the day, it's like protein, but like, do you know what I mean? And now I suppose, I think, and as a culture, hopefully we're pushing towards this, is more of a joy for food, whatever that mm. is, whether mm. it's a joy for an avocado, great, go, yeah. go nuts. But like, a bit more joy in life. But anyway, listen, so that was my experience of it. I will say this. I did go back to motivation. I think it was like two and a half years ago. I did another like 10 weeks of it. Once again, like I, I lost a bit of stone or something, but, um, you know, put it back on all this sort of stuff. I, you know, now that you say like, that, I, yeah. I remember us being in the car coming back from like improv or something and you yeah. telling me that you were doing this thing. I don't yeah. know if you said motivation, but I remember you explaining it to it, it to me as being this very kind of involved one to one yeah. kind of experience. OK, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. So I did go back like and this is the yeah. interesting thing because I was like, I went back <laughs> to this. But it is such a funny thing, like even though and this is you might get to a point where you're like one day you could be like, you know, I'm kind of happy as I am. The next day we can still we are in a society that constantly people are trying to ice. They talk about it. You can bump into someone on the street and they go, oh, I lost like 10 pounds in the last week on this. It kind of brings you back into diet culture really quickly. It's one of yeah. these things that it has taken a really long time for me to get to where I am now. I'm 32 now. So you're talking like seven, eight years since I did this originally. I went back at one point. I've done weight. By the way, another, I had another death in the family only two years yeah. ago. I lost a significant amount of weight after that on Weight Watchers. So for me, actually, a lot of the times when I lose weight, it tends to be linked in with a really hard time in my life. Yeah. And that's something I'm learning about myself where I'm like, oh, it's not actually weight loss for me isn't showing that I'm doing great. Weight loss for me is showing that I probably went through something pretty tough not so long ago because I would rather focus on this. Um, one other thing I want to say, because like, this is so funny, I remember and this is obviously just such speculation, but I remember when Adele lost weight. And I was like, you know, she lost like a ton of weight and it was mm. all highly publicized. And I just remember thinking to myself, didn't she just go through a divorce? Right. So that kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, but it's like to focus on something other than maybe a really hard time in your life. It makes sense to me when people do this, because it's like, if you're going to lose a significant amount of weight, you're kind of like, oh, I just don't want to focus on anything else. I'll just focus on this thing because it's hard and it takes all my attention. So it, now, obviously, I don't know her, but like, they kind of made sense to me that that would be like, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. She got divorced recently. To so, you know, <laughs> totally. <laughs> you know? And like after after the breakup, after, you know, um, uh, some sort of loss, you know, we do get this kind of like Rocky training montage mentality where we're like, oh, I'm going to be running every morning. I'm yes. going to be drinking yes. fucking raw eggs for breakfast <laughs> yes. and avoiding all of that, those like social life distractions and fun yes. and fast food and all yeah. that stuff. And you know, in three months or six months, I'm going to step out at my ideal weight at my daughter's wedding, who is yet to be born. And <laughs> I, I'm going to look amazing yeah. and everyone will see. And, and you know, I'll see, but like, so will maybe, maybe your ex will see how amazing you look. Yes. You know, maybe your family yes. will look at you and be proud, you know. Yeah. Um, 
And that is so funny, Connor. Like if you hit a rock, not a rock bottom, but if you ever hit a really bad part, you want your physical self to look different mm. so that people will be like, wow, look at him or her. Yeah. They're not doing badly on the inside because yeah. look at the right <laughs> side. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so true though. It's so true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, well, that was my story anyway. Obviously, once again, we have to say, <laughs> just in case so for legal reasons. So would you reasons, recommend it, Grace? <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10, says Grace. <laughs> I'm on my way back there now. But once again, this is my experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is what we talk about. You know, I can't speak for everyone. Obviously, there's some people who are going to rave about things. That's fine. But this was just what happened with me. And then I also then, as I said, I started the second time. Lost a bit of stone, whatever, but kind of put it back on then after. You know, all this yeah. all this nonsense that we go through, Connor. You know what I mean? Um, but listen, yeah, so that's my motivation story. I hope it motivated you, Connor, to love yourself. <laughs> it's motivated me to never feel motivated ever again. And <laughs> um, obviously, you know, if you're listening to this and it's ha- you've had some issues with it or like it's brought up some stuff for you. Always, you know, look for some like local, if there's like body wise in Ireland or if there's any issues you're having with food, like, you know, contact your local um, area for like help, helplines and things like that. You know, look up organizations. There's great stuff out there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fad Camp. As always, we want to thank our producer, Darren Lee. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Great ratings and reviews really help more people find the show, and it would mean a lot to us. Make sure to share the episodes with friends and family or on your social media. Every listen helps. And we absolutely love hearing from our listeners. So please get in touch with any of your diet stories on fadcamppodcast at gmail.com. Thank you.